Welcome to Work Wives, the podcast about being better and feeling better along your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Morgan Jones. And I'm Jamika Aphrodisiac Eel. We're the Work Wives. We're the it's Work us. Wives. It's the big reveal. <laughs> Our marketing campaign of telling no one who we are. Now we're here. It worked. It worked. The big reveal. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We'll tell you a little bit about ourselves and how we got here. Yeah, let's do it. You so go I'm Jamika. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I just jumped in there. I love so it. I'm just going to, I'm going to double dutch it now. So <laughs> uh, I'm Jamika, um, also known by many as Aphrodisiac. Um, I have been in the arts and technology and music for many years um and now i am in you know this wellness space where i'm really focused on how we're taking care of ourselves as black and brown entrepreneurs and um yeah google me bro (laughs) (laughs) you should google her though because she's super googleable I'm googleable yeah which was on wheel of fortune the other night no um... (laughs) googleable no, the, no, 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 oh. no. But the, the phrase was Googling myself. And I was just like, wow, this really is 2021. Wow. Like, yeah, there was another one, but I, I'll just leave that alone. It was Post Malone was on another. In what regard? No, I'm, I'm going to ask you to not leave it alone and tell me everything really quick. Are you a Will of Fortune fan? I like the idea of it, but I don't have regular okay. TV, so I don't watch any game shows. <laughs> Right, right, right. I'm the old nigga with live TV. I got the internet. (laughs) I know, I know. You know, some of the, they have different, you know, categories for the puzzles. And so the puzzle was before and after. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. And so usually the middle word goes with before and after. So the the puzzle was Instagram post Malone. Okay. Instagram post post Malone. And I was just like, post Malone, y'all? In real life? Pat Sajak, Vanna, y'all over here talking about Post Malone as a puzzle. Who did this? Wait, are they both still there? Yo, yes, they are. And I feel like they are making a societal like commentary because Vanna is up there. You know what I'm saying? Right, and right. I feel like it's like, yo, you are beautiful at every age. I love it. When you're white. Oh. <laughs> totally thought that was going a different place i feel like that's what they're trying to say really thought this was like a woman moment (laughs) no i i feel like they're trying to like you know say that about all women but you know oh that was perfect (laughs) i mean i I think we know black don't crack so like yeah i was gonna say it'd be ridiculous if they ever thought i'm not gonna put an older black person on the on the tv because yeah because she looks like your sister so it's you know fine but yeah. i mean i just question if a black woman would have kept her job as van i think we know for certain she wouldn't have because yeah there isn't a black vanna it's true in any of these right like that so, so. <laughs> asked and answered <laughs> How did I go there? God damn this it. This is what you we do. So- I'm work- I'm reeling us back in right now. <laughs> Took us uh 
<laughs> I thought it would take longer to be to be reeled back in, but alas, here we are. Morgan, tell the people about yourself. <laughs> in a different way, I've been working in the arts and entertainment than uh, than you, but uh, that is what I have spent my career in: ticketing, large concerts, uh, plays, exhibitions, stuff like that. Um, Broadway, bitch. Yeah, you know. I had to say that. Thank I had you. To say that. Thank like, you. Get you some friends, like just like Jamika, because <laughs> she's gonna give you what you wouldn't have said about your your history. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So uh, doing all of that kind of stuff and realizing um, for a while, I had been thinking I wanted to change things about my uh, employment, just in the way that I didn't want to be employed. <laughs> I wanted to make money for myself and in a different way. And that has put me in a place of lots of new things, lots of firsts. Uh, and the pandemic has given me the ability to do some of uh, that scary stuff in a less scary way. Still scary. But but yeah, I, I too started to focus really just on how can, wh- where's the wellness here? Like, I'm, I'm not finding it with being an employee. I'm not finding it with uh, giving my best of my day to someone else. And so um, I've got to find a way to find my wellness and uh, started to focus on that. And truly so excited to move forward in that, you know, and yeah, and be in this space. So that's a little of my background and, and, and why that ties into now. And yeah, who are we? Why do we know each other? How'd we get I here? <laughs> I've known Morgan all my life. We played together as little kids in spirit. In spirit, for sure. <laughs> in spirit, for sure. But I was telling you that earlier. I was trying to think of like how we met, the moment we met. And I just feel like I've known you forever. Luckily, the person that I am partnered with has some incredible women friends and yeah I have um he says that I stole them from him but that's not true at all um we forged our own relationships that are independent of him (laughs) that are like that like naturally easily came to be yeah such an awesome person so thank you same though like you literally were so just we clicked from the beginning from the beginning just a a mutual sort of adoration. And um, the more that I think we learn about each other, the more we're like, we are the same person. Somehow. <laughs> in many or, ways. Yeah. In many ways, it's so wild and it does feel like we grew up together. Um, yeah. It really, really does. But yeah, we have, we definitely have some fun connections in the way that when I moved to Philadelphia, you moved to California and I rented your apartment from you. You and- did rent my apartment. <laughs> you subletted for me for, for a while. Tell the people, was I a good landlord? Oh my was God, I she was incredible. You? you were okay. so good. You were just so great to me. You were so great to me. It was a good look for both of us. You, you were what I needed at that time and I was what you needed at that time. And then... Before that, though, you were still living in Portland and I was moving to California and 
I came to and you came, yes. Portland and got sick and you saved my <laughs> life. You, you took care of me for an entire weekend. It was so even, great. I even missed my flight back because we were both so exhausted from trying to take care of my body. And <laughs> you got up and got me to the airport and we figured it out. But like... That was, I was like, this woman is fucking ride or die. She just took care of me all weekend. You let me sleep in your bed and you you slept on the couch. Yes. You needed to sleep in a bed. Food, yeah. Yeah, that body needed to sleep in a bed. (laughs) It was just like such a, we'll we'll talk about that one time on the show. Yeah, we'll give you guys. It's like a really beautiful story to like really dive into and it doesn't get talked about enough. But Mm. that was just like the weekend where I was like, oh my God, this woman (laughs) really loves me. We've only met like twice and she just like took care of me all weekend. She made me spaghetti. I didn't really eat it. (laughs) You know, like it was really great. So I love you so much. I love you too. And then we started doing um well, you know, down the line, all of us being Game of Thrones stands. And we started our a podcast has no name podcast. Everybody go listen, uh follow, rate Mm -hmm. all those things. Yeah. Um, and we did that for many years. We we started that like towards the end of middle end of Game of Thrones. And yeah, then we think- went back and did like a rewatch <laughs> of the first couple yes. seasons. We like recorded about that and then we did the last season and so yeah. And then we time. just kind of just do things as we can do them now. It's like uh, you know, certain movies, certain shows that all of us are watching. Um, or if it's crazy popular, then Ambush is like, I'm going to get something out about that. You know, like, yeah. you guys are busy. I'm going to talk to someone else. Um, yeah, he's good about that. Yeah, that's that content is rapi- ramping up, as they say. It is. Yeah. It is. So, yeah, we go way, way, way back. Yes. And so it just felt like it made sense um, to to do this together. I've been an entrepreneur on and off. I'm, <laughs> I, you know, I'm on again, off again with like the nine to five world. And then like always an entrepreneur at heart, but I like really cut ties in like 2017 and like took a sabbatical and did some healing from being in white workspaces. Oh, that is our other, um, that's our third host, oh, our third host Cassius <laughs> in the background. You'll hear him <laughs> a lot. Out. Yeah. And so, yes, cutting ties and like healing from, you know, toxic workspaces and trying to take care of yourself as an entrepreneur, because there's also this thought that like, once you become an entrepreneur, it's like easy, breezy, smooth sailing. And (laughs) let me give you some advice. Start an LLC, become a millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thank you for listening to our podcast. The end. (laughs) Drop your mic. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, earlier this year or last year, towards the end of last year, we spoke. It's for a catch up call. And you shared the exciting news that you were on a new journey and you were leaving your job, which I think you had a feeling you would be leaving. You were kind of like waiting for them to say officially, like, it's time. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, when you're in the middle of a global pandemic and your job is to gather 3,000 people <laughs> every night. <laughs> right. You're just waiting you to be sidelined. A little <laughs> just a little idea that 
you know, I know that this vaccine won't roll out the way you think it will. So, uh, oh my God, right? I mean, they right. yeah, they definitely this time last year thought that we would still be producing something in the summer. So yeah, you know. and they didn't do the best job with just. I feel like so many spaces just could have utilized their space and created content in those spaces, but no one wanted to accept that we were going to be in this. I think situation. it was being scared and not wanting to accept that and then there's also institutions are institutions right like they yeah. they really have a, a a problem with innovation and yeah. um and willingness to be fluid and and change certain things and so no An we experiment yeah like no we don't produce things that way so why would we start because you can't yeah. produce things the way that you normally do like immediate answer <laughs> Because you yep. can't do it any other way right now. So, yeah, yeah and we, we've seen that, yeah, throughout this pandemic across all industries. It's just yeah. sort of this. I mean, and don't get me wrong. We had a absolutely terrible government response. So when you have a federal response Girl. that is like hide and seek, just pretend that it's not Girl. there. Oops, if you found it, you're it. Like that's... <laughs> I can't even. I, I don't even want to take myself back to those days. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I'll move forward real fast because I'm with you. But it was so bad that it's, yeah, that trickle down. It, that's the that's what we saw. Then states don't have money and people aren't working, and so how do we take care of these people? Like it was exactly. just from the jump a, a mess. And exactly. Yeah. So seeing these places not get it right is not confusing. There is no immediate yeah. like we all know how to and do so this. we had many conversations about that as well as you know at the end of the year you were like it's happening I'm leaving this place and I am just going to go out and be who I want to be in the world and I was like yes bitch do it <laughs> and <laughs> as a part of that we were like yo let's have like check-ins we're both talking about like creating content and like you know figuring out what our business situation is and I think as a way of sort of supporting one another it was like let's you know set up some like accountability buddy yes. sessions and over like you know I took off six weeks or so from my own business and was just like I'm just not doing anything <laughs> for a while it. and cannot it was wait amazing. to do that <laughs> It was really amazing. And we can talk about that on another episode too. But, you know, I feel like I got really great ideas during that time of just letting myself be. And one of those ideas was you need to talk to Morgs and create a podcast together. And so we'd already had this like joke that started like in Instagram where yes. I would comment on something and be like, yes, work wise, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I called you up and was like, yo, I have the illest idea. We should start a podcast and we should call it work wise. And you were like, <gasps> <gasps> yeah, like you were like, yes, yes. And yes. And so here we are. And I'm so excited that we like really moved forward with this and made it happen. It's happening. We're doing it right now. Like I still can't believe it. Just <laughs> It's happening. It's happening. 
It is. Yeah. It feels so organic, though. There's no one I can think of that I would rather be doing this with. I feel like I can talk to you for days, and we Same. always just giggle and laugh like little girls together, and it always feels so playful and fun, and we have the most insightful conversations, and it's just, I just think the world should, like, be able to have, like, a little snippet of what we talk about, so. Trophies. <laughs> Yo, I asked to be surprised, and <laughs> I'm so glad I did. <laughs> Trophies, bitch. Good, yep. So here we are. So, as at listeners, as this is our first recording, um, we're going to be working a few things out, like which drops we'll use and when we'll use them and what they're for. Uh, so, enjoy the journey. <laughs> And we might cackle like old women yes. <laughs> some moments, but... <laughs> no, we definitely will. I mean, get ready. I'll try and figure out how to, like, normalize the... <laughs> when we're both cackling, because it's loud. It can be loud. <laughs> but it's so necessary. <laughs> like, oh immediate reactions are my most favorite thing. Oh, so <laughs> like, good. I'm super that happy that so worked good. out. <laughs> I'm so glad y'all couldn't see me, because that was the ugly laugh. That was the, like... <laughs> You know, <laughs> everything's moving like your legs. It's a tantrum. <laughs> exactly. Okay, what's so, today's actual topic? Well, you you segued right into it. Today, we're going to talk about balance. And as an entrepreneur, as a mother, how do we even contemplate? What does that even look like? You know, I my mom is an entrepreneur. Grew up watching she and two of her sisters run a business, and because of that, and because I was a part of it, I it didn't seem inaccessible to me. But what I knew mm-hmm. was I didn't want to have like a retail space, or you know, I didn't want to own a shop. I I wanted to work for myself, but I didn't know in what capacity at all. Um, your mom and your aunts, they had a flower shop, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they still do. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I watched her not have balance. Um, somehow she and my dad found their balance, right? And found their balance of parenting and it worked for them. Um, but it never seemed like either one of them really were like balanced, <laughs> Does that make sense? You know, like, yeah, finding a a flow that works isn't necessarily the same as finding balance. And that is something that I didn't realize until maybe these last two years of thinking that because things are working, that it's balance and Mm -hmm. and no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like, what do you believe? Like we we hear those we we hear the wellness or read the wellness. um succinct things that are so cute that are like you know find your balance and everything will be fine or whatever and like it sounds so easy Mm -hmm. honestly for me leaving leaving a position that I had been in for a a long time I am still like learning the the uh, weird little scheduling things that I had or habits I formed that I didn't know about you know and learning those sort of peeling that back and being like, why are you doing that? And does that, do you have to do that? Are you so used to having a boss that you can't talk to yourself about these things? Like, um, (laughs) (laughs) like 
I, you know, I'm, I'm learning and unlearning a lot in this process. And I'm like, do I even believe that there's the ability to have balance in that regard? What does it mean? So I'm going to ask you what it means to you, because I feel like this is where I get to learn mm. from I someone mean, who, who gets, uh, gets it a little bit better than I do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think there's levels to the balance shit, right? There's like the balance you have as an individual, there's the balance you have with your partner like you talked about your mom and dad and like what that flow was like and then there's like seasonal balance you Mm. know your your parents for example your father was an athlete your mom was um or is a florist and so I'm sure she had busy seasons like wedding season and he had busy seasons you know and so do those seasons line up with one another is it like a little busy for you right now but not for me so I think it's all just like a constant fucking balancing act right yeah where even when you do have balance you don't necessarily know that (laughs) you know Okay, that's real shit. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm okay. saying? It's usually like retrospective where you're like, oh yeah, May was pretty cool, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and shit's crazy right now, you know? Yes. Um, so I think a lot, I, I used to wait tables um, for a long time and I feel like there were so many life lessons in that. <laughs> One like amazing skill I have from that is like the ability to carry several drinks at once yes. or several like plates on my arm at yes. once and I think about that as like a literal balancing act right yes. I can't walk around like that all fucking day <laughs> you know what I'm saying right. but can I make it from the kitchen to the living room with a couple plates and a couple cups yeah, yeah I can do that you know and so that's what I mean like it changes it evolves You have different needs at different times of the year. You know, summer in a regular world, (laughs) you want to go out more. You might want to be more social. You want to do this. And you're balancing your family and your job and your partner. You know, sometimes I straight up tell my partner, like, I ain't got that for you right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? You want massages in the evenings, but I'm home with the kid all day. And I might have had like four Zoom meetings today and I had to like get out some emails and like energetically um, I'm fucking spent, you know, but I can cuddle, you know, but like I don't want to take care of anyone else right now. But that's not every night, you know, like on the weekend, I'm happy to massage your shoulders or something like that. And so I think it's about like knowing what you need first and tapping into like where your cup is like, okay, my cup is half full and (laughs) That means <laughs> it's only going to get me through this much. And until I fill it back up is when I'll have more for others. And so the more in tune I feel like I am with myself, the more balanced I feel, you know, elsewhere. Or like, I feel like I have more knowledge of what I can give to others and how much I can balance out. Also, when I meditate, like if I'm not doing like whatever things I need for Jamika then I'm off my square for sure. I don't have the patience. I don't have the witty responses. I don't have <laughs> the fun and the humor, you know? Um, even my email stage changes. It's like real short and to the point, you know? Learn, so. learn how to be less wordy real fast, right? Like- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I finished this. Thank you. <laughs> it, it's complete. It's done. so um so yeah i say balance is seasonal it's day-to-day it's are you in the middle of a global pandemic 
You know, like what you're expecting from yourself right now may not be what you could have expected two years ago. Where are you in this journey? Are you in more of a knowledge and research space? Are you in an execution space? You know, like it's so many things that go into understanding where you are to understand what balance means. But Shonda Rhimes in her book, I think it was Year of the Yes or something like that. Mm. She straight up was like, there is no such thing as balance. If I'm doing really well in my workspace, that means my family space is suffering, you know, and if I'm doing well in my family space, that means my career space is suffering. So I think, you know, it's about figuring out like what success looks like for you in that space and then knowing when you have balance. But I don't think you ever know in the moment that you have balance. I think you're absolutely right. There was something you said back there uh, that I have a question about. So I'm going to derail for a second, but I think it's important. You said that you're able to tell your partner straight up, like, I don't have it for X, Y, or Z today or whatever. And I think that's really important for uh, a lot of people to hear because saying no to your partner is really hard for a lot of people, especially if it's something that is literally just the kind of care you would normally give. Have you always been able to do that? Or did something make you able? Or is that a confidence thing? I'm just wondering, like... I know that I have been, uh, I've changed and grown as a person from, you know, a previous partner to my current partner. And I would not have been able to say that to a previous partner, but I am able to say that to my current partner. And I don't know if that's just me or if it's the link up of us. You know what I mean? Um, So I'm wondering that about you. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm a person who's always been in tune with like what I don't want in any given moment, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say with my current partner and, you know, being the mom of a toddler and running a business, I had to establish what my boundaries were, right? And doing all this in the midst of a pandemic where you don't have your outlets and resources that you once had. So I feel like I've gotten better with saying no, but what I've gotten really good at is balancing that no out with no but. You know what I'm Mm, saying? A legend. I used to just straight up be like, yo, I ain't got this for you. I ain't got that for you. And that's that. And you need to deal with it. But now I'm more of like, you know, I won't massage your shoulders, but I'll massage your hands or, you know, I'll, you know, just really being willing to compromise or talking about when I do think I will have that, you know, and it's kind of like a customer service thing. Like we out of that sweatshirt now, but we probably gonna have it back this weekend. We have a shipment coming in. Sunday you know? when we get when the, when the truck comes you know yeah but I also recognize about myself that like you know the weekends um I, I use that time to replenish my partner is home you know we take care of our child together we spend family time and my cup fills back up you know Monday I'm still kind of like riding off that high and by Wednesday Thursday like bruh don't ask me for nothing you right. know what I'm saying it's crazy Friday, how quick it happens right they sold us a bill of goods telling us that we needed to work five (laughs) days a week in a row i don't know it's such bullshit it's complete and total bullshit Mm -hmm. i didn't mean to Mm -hmm. jump in that like that but like honestly who said that this was gonna be good people that were going to exploit your labor that's who because there's absolutely i mean no way it's so crazy that we've been like living this schedule for so long because it's really tied back to like industrial revolutions and like (laughs) 
all of these things where you had like labored people, you know, and like that's coming off of slavery where <laughs> listen, <laughs> y'all get Sundays off maybe for church or whatever. Because y'all we're going to indoctrinate out. you with this Jesus and exactly and pretend like we care about you. Caring. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but the 40-hour work week is some bullshit. I don't subscribe to that anymore, you know, even in just like how I'm, and that's a part of my balance too, right? I was I was t- talking to Am this morning and I've been telling people this and they probably think I'm crazy when I say this shit, but like some days are for thinking straight the fuck up. Like you don't need to do every single day. Like I don't email people every day. I don't try and do administrative tasks or marketing tasks or IDA. Or my, you cannot do all of those things every single day. And so some days are really like, I mean, I don't set it to the, like today On is a day for thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But like some days, if I'm not feeling called to like sit in front of my computer all yeah. day or create content or whatever, I don't beat myself up and say like, oh, I'm unproductive. Like that is capitalism in your mind. That is white supremacy in your mind, right? And so some days when you are resting and like not subscribing to this. Cassius, Cassius is very serious about capitalism. He, <laughs> Auntie Morgan's doing funny. her job and we talk about it all the time. And so he's just retelling you what we've already chatted yeah. about. <laughs> While he does a headstand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, some days are, are every day does not look the same productivity wise, but it still is fairly productive. You know, sitting still is productive. Thinking is productive. Ideating is productive. That's a word. And this is one of the reasons why this podcast was such an immediate yes for me is I know that there are people that look to me for my opinion or advice on certain things. And then I know there are people that look to you for the same thing. And I'm one of those people that looks to you for certain things. And I think you look to me for certain things. When it comes to literally permission to breathe without being productive, you have given me such a better understanding of how important it is to your creativity to your actual wellness, to it isn't necessarily rest if you aren't doing something, but you're so anxious about it that about not doing the thing that you're just, you know, a frenzied ball. You're not resting. So then you're just worried about whatever you're worried about. You have definitely reframe some of that time that I would previously call unproductive. And I am currently still like trying to like sweep that out of that rotten part of my brain that is literally like if you aren't making money in every second or if you aren't doing an administrative task to get you to make some money, you know, then you have yet to be productive. And what good are you if you aren't, you know? Yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, decolonization is real. It's a fucking ongoing, you know, piece for all of us. We talk this idea of being woke, you know, right. we are all fucking waking up, right? Like nobody is fully woke. No, and no such thing. It, yeah. <laughs> Consistently and so you do, unlearning is what woke consistently means. Unlearning. <laughs> consistently unlearning. And I was just talking to Am about this. The idea that, you know, that whole rest piece or productivity piece is so deeply ingrained. It goes back to slavery. It goes back to this. And, and so the trickle down from, I mean, my mom wouldn't let us sit around and chill. Right. Like she'd be like, oh no, like, don't you have some homework to do? Don't you have a book to read? Don't you have like she could run down a list of things she could think of that you should oh, be doing. Oh, and then with also tell you that the chores that you did do already could be redone because you didn't do I mean, a good job. Because they weren't right. Yeah, like 
I don't know who you thought you were. Sweep again. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, so, you know, that is super deep, you know. It's generational for sure. It's generational. So it doesn't just go away. You know, I, I tell myself that I'm relaxing and it's okay to do that. But I have to remind myself throughout the process right. of that of like, okay, no, you did come up with an idea for how to solve that problem or what you should say to that other email. And, and that's another thing. I would get so caught up in being active and being responsive that I wasn't, I was responding and reacting, right? I wasn't oh, yes. being action oriented or really sitting in like or driven it was just driven, yeah yeah it was just reactionary yeah. oh exactly and so when you give yourself the time you know you allow yourself to become more action driven from a space of what you truly think and feel also i'll say many of us think that we're working 40 hour work weeks for other people but we're not productive during all that time either like if you look back (laughs) (laughs) not even close (laughs) not even close so that whole thing is a lie too and they know it they budget for it (laughs) like they know that you are doing four hours of work in your eight hour day. Exactly. And so when you start working for yourself, you put that same bullshit on yourself. Yes. I'm supposed to do this for eight to 10 to 12 hours a day. And your idea and- is like, now I'm in charge of when I start and stop. Right. Right. Like that's the power you find in it instead of like, I'm going to change my work week. I'm going to change what work looks like for me. I'm now in charge of it but I still don't know how to be in charge of it because I've never been in charge of it. And that's something that I think we constantly have to think about because we get hit with these sexist, can she have it all? Can she work and have a family and keep a man and all of those things? Like, <laughs> the most- Bro, it's such, no one asks men that. Exactly. Nobody. No one asks him, can he have it all? No, him having it all is literally whatever he wants. It doesn't matter what that does for society or his family or himself. Like it's, or not for himself. Like it's literally just for himself. Women have to be doing it all in order to be asked if they can have it all. (laughs) Yeah. And then they're asked if they can have it all, but with less responsibility, right? Can a man have a family and a job and a blow? Yeah, he can have it all, but he'll have to take care of the family. Right. Like, he well, can have his... it, but he's not expected to do the same things that she's expected to do when we say, can she have it all? Right. And that's the thing that kills me completely. And it's the kind of thing that we have to continue to self-check. Like, we have to remember we can recognize those things when they're said to us or we read it, but we don't recognize it when we're doing it to ourselves. And it is so ingrained and it is so a part of our society and our lives and just the culture um, that we definitely feed into it. Like we were just talking about, well, if I'm not productive, then I'm not doing it all. So I can't have it all, you know, like, so for me, it's now about redefining, you know, who gets to decide what all is like, I'm already not going to ask answer that question. If you ask it to me, can I have it all? Or can a woman have it all? I'm already not going to answer that. So I'll move forward to who's the person who thinks that they get to decide, you know, I get to decide that. And that's something that I'm just really starting to understand that I get to be in control of. And just all of the unlearning that it takes, with that unlearning, you have to constantly remind yourself, is this what you want or is this what you think you're supposed to do? 
Yeah. Or is this what you have seen someone else having, so to speak, and then subscribe to yeah. <laughs> whatever that picture is or image that they've painted? Because just because it looks like someone has it all doesn't mean that they do. And I mean, you have the most fabulous last name because people always trying to keep up with the Joneses, <laughs> you know? So there's that whole idea, right? And on social media or whatever, that's that's not real. And that's why I take social media breaks because I do. I Like my fucking monkey brain part of me <laughs> that is just like, <laughs> you know, super animalistic, raw, not dug into my conscious, but just super reactive can be scrolling through and be like, oh, she has it all. Oh, must have. Blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and just start creating a whole bunch of problems that did not exist before I started scrolling. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, fuck. Where did my confidence now? go? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But I'm be a doctor, but I'm mad that she's a doctor. Right. You know, like. It's so all this like, time, I should have been being a doctor too? Damn. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and meanwhile, these people are looking at you like, yo, she's DJing. That's so dope. Yo. yo, she's podcasting. Man, that's so dope. And we're just all looking and envying these little slices of each other's life. So the question is, who gets to decide? You're absolutely right. It's you. But you have to be deciding based on the right information, which is like, Mm. what you want and you have to keep checking in with what you want for yourself and not like some shit that's been painted for you somewhere else in society I got and so if you don't know in the moment when you have balance I think there's my conclusion would be there's no way that you know someone else has achieved it, right? Like you, there's no way that, so all that looking that we're doing at other people and even listening to people that are telling you how to achieve that balance. Like I think that there's such a grift in the wellness and mindfulness communities where it really is like snake oil salesmen, you know, like here, here are the five steps to balance. Like you, it's just not real and you shouldn't yeah. take it seriously. Like it, you will know your five steps and I don't mean like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to, whatever you, whatever, however you do it, if it's a schedule, if it's a vision board, if it's a, you know, a dream day where you just yeah. write things down on post-it notes, like you come up with that. Nobody yeah. else can tell you. And even if they think that they are balanced and give you what they've done, like it may never fit your life. You know, no. And whatever you come up with as your list can change over time. You know, like right now for me, meditation is the shit, but I also like really need some comfort food, you know, Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in a year or two, it might be like, I can't eat that food that I was eating at that time. And I need to eat, you know, a more green or balanced diet. And that's my jam that helps me, you know, so you have to like continue to check in with what is balancing for you. One of the things that I'm struggling with in my uh, shift is finding the boundaries working from home. Like because of the pandemic, I was working my, my regular job from home. And I remember always uh, kind of being like being a person that went to the office. I was always envious of people that worked from home and was like, I want one of those jobs where you get to work from home and I don't have to, you know, have a commute and whatever, whatever. It's totally different when it's imposed upon you and it's not something that you have planned for, right? Like I don't have the space to <laughs> work from home in my current home. Um, so I was struggling with the 
I'm working in my living room and then when I'm not working and I'm sitting on my couch and I already have this, if you're sitting on your couch, you're not being productive thing. And then add on top of that, that's kind of now my office. So do I even get to be in here and watch TV? Should I be getting up and going to the desk and doing something? You know, um, that was a major struggle for me. And trying to move out of that and uh, figure out those boundaries, especially with having my kids do school from home and try and create structure for them and structure for me. (laughs) Like there's just a lot of chaos in figuring out those boundaries, you know, like how do you, how do you decide? And for me, it's really been creating times for myself. Like I, this is a time that I do this and this is a time that I stop doing that, you know? Um, And I get to start being a part of the, the house instead of a part of my business. How do you work with those boundaries? I mean, I feel like everything is always like an ongoing challenge, right? What I am trying right now (laughs) is no boundaries. I'm trying to be like really kind to myself as it pertains to anything related to work or creativity. And so I'm trying to just like remove a lot of structure. So I built this like beautiful space to work in. And like, if I don't fucking want to work over here, I don't have to. And I don't have to beat myself up about not working over here. And like, if it feels more comfortable to work on the couch, then I I work on the couch. And if I don't want to do any work at all, then I don't do any work at all. If I just want to answer emails, but not like execute on anything, then that's what I do. I'm trying to like really just stay in like flow yeah and in constant like consciousness of like how I feel what I want because I find that when I'm not doing that I'm just spending all day fucking beating myself up you didn't do this you didn't do that you were supposed to do this you said you were gonna again self-imposed yes (laughs) deadlines self-imposed workflow you are reading my whole mail right now (laughs) Yeah. And then I just spend a whole day beating myself up and then it turns into a couple days of beating myself up. And then all week I've beat myself up and I haven't done. Anything and how do you because- get productive when you're beating yourself up? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So my work right now is centered in being nice to myself and doing like what I feel like doing at that time. It works. Honestly, it works out really well. Like Monday, I felt like doing a lot of shit. And I wrote like four proposals and seven emails and like all this stuff that I had been like thinking about over the last few weeks. And like, boom, I was able to just get it all out. And then Tuesday, I didn't feel like doing shit. Like I just, you know, it was almost like I fucking had this like work business orgasm on Monday. And then Tuesday, I was just like spent. Spent. You know, <laughs> and I just let myself do that. And I, I fucking watched Married at First Sight and hung out with my kid and didn't do the dishes and, you know, answered a couple emails from my phone, but like not really, you know. Wow. And then like late last night, I got this splurge to like work on some creative stuff. And so, you know, I 
I banged out like a visual identity for someone and like a logo and like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just been working out like, you know, and I know we have all these deadlines that are connected to other people and Mm -hmm. other things. And a lot of my work is just about me. And I've been really great about setting my life up in that way. Mm. And so I feel like that's the big thing a lot of us miss out on is just like designing your business around the lifestyle that you want you know, and being nice to yourself in the process of that, you know, like if you have work, if you're running a business that is very, very deadline driven by external people and that stresses you out, maybe that's not what you should do. Maybe that's not the entrepreneurial path. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you are creating content, you know, and creating content ideas is hard for you and it's not something that comes natural, then maybe your whole business shouldn't be around that, right? Like maybe you should have some other services or something that you're offering so that when you feel like being creative, you can just be creative and it's not so, you know, so I've just been trying that out and like, I don't know, it's been really helpful because I'm just not like cussing myself out all damn day (laughs) about not sitting in my office or sitting on the couch or not returning an email another thing sometimes I just email people back like I'll get back to you soon like just to let you know I saw this like I don't have an answer for you you know so like those are like some of my boundaries is like being kind to myself saying no when I need to it's less stringent around the actual work but like more about creating the atmosphere for the work to manifest because I'm in a good mood. I'm kind to myself. I'm not, you know, and like that goes so much further. You just gave me such an epiphany because um, something that I've always prided myself on in workspaces was being a good people manager, you know, in the way of creating a space that made people want to be a part of that team and that environment. And you just really reframed that in the way of, manifesting my own environment you know like that is that's how I translate that skill I guess is Mm -hmm. doing it for myself and haven't ever thought about doing that for myself I never even thought about the way that I managed uh, any projects or team members in a way that was about myself but I'm sure it absolutely is because yeah you know you you want to create the environment you would want to be a part of and yep so yeah, wow, that was like a <laughs> mind blown moment. Hey, oh, look how I'm that glad. look how that translates. Um, <laughs> what a what a wonderful way to end our first episode of <laughs> really making that come together. Because I think for me, I've uh, you know you've been an entrepreneur longer for sure, and I've also had the like I've been doing entrepreneurial things while I work. You know, like I've always had some sort of mm-hmm. side thing going. And that has always made it so that I didn't have to necessarily take that other thing all the way seriously, I think, you know, like, well, I've got this other thing that is my real focus. And then I'll get to do my fun, creative stuff, you know, once my bills are paid or however we say that to ourselves. Um, But yeah, like that. So I'm, again, relearning a lot of the the structure that comes that you're indoctrinated with in being an employee. And that is one of those things that's like, this is why you have to talk to Ath. Like, this is why you need to have those moments of hearing from someone else who has been doing this longer and and is so much closer to finding that balance in the way of in order to know what you want, you have to have lived what you don't want. Right. Like you. Yeah. You have to know and, you know, I don't want 
this 40 hour work week in this to look like this. Whereas I'm still trying to like, what do I want my 40 hour? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I have yet to give myself the permission to be fully in control of it all. And I think that is Mm -hmm. something that you're exuding naturally, but you're also able to speak to it really, really well of like, yeah, I tried it this way. That didn't work out for me. So I'm trying it this way. And the idea of no boundaries, like, Part of my brain is like, how do you live? And then part of my other brain, or the other part of my brain is like, that's so ideal. Yeah. That is actually being in tune with yourself and knowing, you know, uh, what you can and can't force, you know, really. Uh, (laughs) It's super well. I mean, it's so much easier to set an environment and a stage for others, right? But it's like... It's deeply moving when you set it for yourself and then you just create so much more and so much more fluidly and you just are able to like be in flow in a different way. Like today I feel like planning and so I'm going to plan all my shows and, you know, and like and we were talking real. about it, right? We were looking at the show notes and I was like, oh, I don't even remember writing this, right? Because whenever I was doing this, I was, was in that focused. zone. Like yep. that's what I felt like doing at that moment. And then I just didn't look at it again because that was done. I was able to check that off because yeah. when I did it, it didn't feel like, oh, I got to fucking do these notes. And I finally I'm done. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so it just flowed out of me so much that I don't even, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that I, <laughs> you know said that thing or did that thing so I just try and think about what I like what I feel like doing and I do the thing that I feel like doing I try not to do anything that I don't feel like doing at that time and they don't have no award for that (laughs) (laughs) and with that Thank you all for listening to Workwives, the podcast about being better and feeling better along your entrepreneurial journey. We are so excited to have you with us and can't wait for you to listen to more. Hey, thank you for listening to Workwives, the podcast about being better and feeling better along your entrepreneurial journey. Hosted by Jamika Eel and Morgan Jones. We hella appreciate you. This podcast is powered by Motherboard. Head to motherboard.com. That's M-U-V-A-B-O-A-R-D.com to learn more. And connect with us on the gram. Follow Jamika at Aphrodisiac and Morgan at Portland Morgan for all things Workwives and the rest of our lives. Lives. Lives.